And welcome back to Beyond the Walls podcast. My name is Ben James. I'm your host, and I would like to say thank you for taking time today and listening to this episode as we are going to go beyond the walls of health and fitness and maybe the the lifestyle that we lead in regards to our um, overall health, not just in exercise, not just in eating, uh, but also the emotional, the mental side of it as well as we uh, have a little bit of a conversation with a new partner to the podcast. If you've noticed, there's a different uh, different logo, a little bit of a rebrand, new look that's happening here. And we're hoping to build a little bit into our podcast here of a, you know, building out a little bit beyond the walls of broadening the base a little bit, having a few more conversations with some people in different fields who are really encouraging uh, and doing things and striving uh, and implementing ways to help people live better lives and just do things and maybe see things a little bit differently than what uh, what we've traditionally thought, getting outside of the thought box a little bit and seeing things maybe just a with a little bit of a different perspective, uh, all the way from health and fitness, like we're going to be talking about today, all the way you know, down to coffee, which we're hoping to have here in the next week or so, to uh, hospitality, to uh, strength to just different different things that uh, that hopefully will help us to be a little bit more well-rounded as uh, human beings and as people and maybe just make us a little bit better. But today the the new partner that has come alongside of uh, us here at Beyond the Walls is Josh Holyfield, personal development. Uh, he is more than just a personal trainer. He is that, but you will hear a little bit later. We've got an interview with him coming up. But you'll hear he he takes a holistic view of health, not only from a, what you do in the gym, what you do on a treadmill, what you do outside as far as exercising, but the way that you think, the way that you approach your life, the mindset that you have in so many different areas, how one thing will reveal to you maybe either strengths or weaknesses in other areas. And the reason that I am talking to you now about this is before the interview comes up is I want to give you a little bit of my personal history, my story with health and fitness as Josh is playing, has played a large part, is currently uh, present day continuing to play a large part in my health and fitness lifestyle and he will continue to in the future but uh, he's come on as a partner we're we're kind of walking together here uh, hopefully uh, to help each other but most importantly to help you our listener uh, so you know his link is going to be in the show notes at joshholyfield.com and again there's workout routines there that's that's kind of primarily what he offers uh, but there's merchandise, and then he has some different levels of things, which you you'll hear us talk about in the interview uh, as well. That that goes beyond that, but uh, but I definitely uh, Josh is becoming uh, not only someone who helps me from a fitness and a mental health uh, as far as perspective and approach and uh, what I eat and my lifestyle. But uh, he, he's he's becoming a friend also as we uh, converse more regularly, as we communicate back and forth, and as we've had the opportunity to talk. And hopefully we'll have uh, more opportunities to do that in the future as well. But let me kind of lead into the interview with him uh, by telling you my story, uh, give you a little bit of a background of where I have come from, from a health and wellness and a fitness uh, lifestyle standpoint to where I currently am today. Uh, nearly a decade ago, almost 10 years ago, I uh, woke up one morning and was absolutely miserable. And I say miserable, not from where I was in life, what was happening, what my profession was, what my family status or anything like that was. I was miserable from a health standpoint. Now, granted, I was overweight. There's no debating that. But I wasn't miserable because I was overweight. You know, just the concept of that. I was miserable because of the way that it was affecting me to be overweight and not just physically. Now, initially that morning that I woke up, it was all about the physicality of it. But what I soon learned was that not only was being overweight affecting me physically, but it was also affecting me on an emotional level. And it was 
affecting me on a mental level. And I had no idea. I had no concept that the condition that my physical body was in had that much connectivity and had that much going on with my emotions, with my, uh, with my mind, with my state of mind and my mentality at that point. But I woke up that morning. Uh, I had slept for 10 and a half hours, which is unusual, especially for me now. But I had slept for 10 and a half hours and I was immediately exhausted. I mean, I had just woken up from a solid night's sleep, but I woke up absolutely exhausted. And I find and I found myself going through my day every day on a regular basis. Um, you know, it was the it was the norm rather than the exception for me to be exhausted from sunup to sundown from the moment that I woke up to when I went back to sleep at night. No matter how much coffee, uh, no matter how much physical activity that I had or did not have or how sedentary that I had been during the day, there was nothing really that seemed to break me out of that consistent cycle of being absolutely exhausted and feeling terrible. Uh, if I had a good energetic day, that was the exception and not the norm. So on that day, I purposed and in my mind that I was going to make some changes because I woke up that morning. I'm, I'm around six, two is, is my height. Six, one, six, two, something like that is the comedian once said, it's according to which, uh, convenience store door that I'm walking out of, whether I'm six, one or six, two. But at that moment in time, I was six foot two, 325 to 330 pounds. Uh, now granted, 15 years before that, I graduated high school, six foot two, 215 pounds. So, you know, um, it, there, it, it's always amazing to me. And I had this mindset too. And knowing what I know now, I get it, but I didn't understand it then because I could always look back and go, man, I was, I was athletic. I was active and I, you know, I was in shape. Uh, when I graduated high school, when I was in college, when I was a young man, uh, I, I, I don't know what happened. Well, what happened was, is I continued to eat like the active young man that I was, even into the time of my life that I was in a more sedentary position and not as active, but I could still continue to eat that way and even worse, to be honest with you. So I come to this place of personal you know, realization at that time of going, I've got to do something. And I'm going to be, you know, just very transparent and honest with you. I'm getting ready to turn 44 years old this year in August of 2021. And here I am eight years ago or so. And I'm looking, you know, at this, um, this fact that I lost my dad when he was 44 years old to a massive heart attack. And my dad was a relatively healthy man. He was extremely active. Um, but at 44 years old, still so young in, in good physical condition, um, he, he just, he, he, he passed away. He had a massive heart attack and he was no longer with us. So I have this revelation in this moment of realization that I'm not too far from that. Yeah. You know, I'm not too far from that age. I'm within, you know, I'm in the single digits now. I think I was, you know, 35, something like that, maybe at the time, whenever this, this moment happened and I'm starting to take a little bit of inventory in my life. And I see that, you know, I can't determine there's no amount of exercise. There's no amount of healthy eating. There's no amount of positive thinking or conversely on the other side of that coin. There's, there's no amount of uh, terrible eating. There's no amount of lack of activity and there's no matter, no amount of negative thinking that's, that that's really going to add or subtract in a great fashion or in a, in, you know, in a considerable time frame. It's going to take away from the moment that I pass away. Now, I know that there's things that we can do to contribute, uh, the health, the wellness, the lack thereof, all of those things go back and forth with adding or subtracting uh, really our chances. But in the end, we don't control when we die. What we do doesn't control when we cease to exist here on this earth. But as I stated, I woke up with this knowledge in the forefront of my mind of I'm getting close to that age and my dad was healthy and he was, he was still taken too soon. Um, and I look and I, I have this inventory. I've got a, I've got a preteen daughter. I've got a beautiful wife and I've got all of this stuff. I've got a great church that I'm pastoring and I've got all of this family and friends. And, and I would love to tell you that that was the driving motivating factor primarily, but it wasn't. 
It was just the way that I felt. Uh, now, in the back of my mind, sure, all of those things were lingering, and they still linger to some effect and some degree, no doubt about it. But at that time, that morning when I woke up and decided that things needed to change, it was because I felt absolutely exhausted and terrible after a good night's rest. So I changed eating habits at that point. I started doing something which was called the paleo diet. Now, listen, paleo, keto, Adkins, um, you know, any of these, and, and I don't, I hesitate to call them fad diets because paleo worked for me. Now, I mean, it, it worked for me, but what I have found is that with any of these, because I've done several of them, I mean, all the way down to South beach, all the way to different times of eating of intermittent fasting, all of these things are temporary kind of kickstart and to help you change because your body adapts, you know, your body gets, uh, it gets, it grows accustomed and it, it makes the changes it needs to, to adapt because your body's designed for survival. And that's what it's supposed to do is it is, it's wanting to store fat because we've gone through extinction level, to, uh, you know, events, we've gone through starvation uh, events in our genetic coding and the body's purpose and its primary goal is to survive. So it's going to store fat and it's going to store energy and it's going to store these things just in case another one of these starvation level events takes place. So when I say that I went on to the paleo diet, that um, I, again, I'm not calling them fad diets because they have benefit and they've benefited me greatly. I started at anywhere from that 325 to 330 range. So I start the paleo diet, which basically uh, I went to an extreme level with it because I didn't know until after the fact that there are multiple uh, levels and multiple sources and multiple definitions as to what the paleo diet is. And I just happened to get my hands on the book that was the absolute most strict, most extreme version of the paleo that you could go on. So I did that. And uh, at the end of the first day, I wasn't real happy because I'd not stocked properly. I had not prepared properly and the food was terrible because I hadn't stocked and prepared properly. And that actually happened for the first three days. And I remember going to bed that third night, absolutely miserable with what I was eating because at that point food was entertainment for me. Now my mindset has shifted into food as fuel. It, it's not a pastime for me. It's not entertainment. It's what do I need to eat to fuel my body? for what is what's happening. Um, and, and we'll get into that maybe in a later episode, but food was not fuel at that point. It was entertainment and three days of eating food as fuel and not understanding that's what I was doing or having not prepared to make things taste somewhat decent during that time period. I went to bed that third night and thought, Nope, not doing this anymore. This is absolutely terrible. So with that mindset going to bed, I plan on waking up the next morning and just returning back uh, because I'd done it so many times before. I mean, it wasn't like I was overweight, woke up that morning and just all of a sudden the epiphany hit me that I was overweight and could probably you know, stand to lose a few LBs. No, I had known this and I had tried this and my willpower and my determination and my discipline was absolute trash at that point. So I'd done this before, and this was not a new thing for me to make it two to three days into changing a lifestyle, changing my diet, doing better, and then just dropping the ball and going, eh, eh, didn't work. Oh, well, I'll try again, maybe at some other point. So that was the mindset I had going to bed that third night, and then I slept, slept well, and I woke up that fourth morning, and I kid you not, I cannot remember the last time that I felt that good. I, I woke up with energy. Now, granted, I still had my coffee. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get stupid here. I still have my coffee. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bring a guy into the studio here, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, to talk about going beyond the walls of coffee. I love coffee. It's great. But I felt so good. I had so much energy and just a vitality that I had not felt in so long. And I thought, man, if this is what this does, sign me up. You know, I was convinced at that moment because the thing that drove me into doing that was how I felt. And the thing on that morning that kept me doing that was the way that I felt because it was completely and totally 
different. Now, you may ask about the weight loss goals and the weight loss progression that I had. I'm going to be honest with you. In that first week, I didn't see a whole lot. I lost like three and a half, maybe four pounds, which, you know, looking back, it's that's a good week. But, you know, being uh, at the rate and the ratio and the percentage of overweight that I was, that wasn't a great deal. I mean, I dropped three to four pounds uh, many times before, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But man, just the way that I felt was amazing. So I lost three to four pounds that first week. And then I went back and weighed again at the end of the second week, and I had lost a total of eight pounds. So I'm averaging four pounds a week, which is eh, not bad, you know, but it's not anything that, you know, I'm not going to be uh, be recording a podcast bragging about losing four pounds a week for a couple weeks. But then all of a sudden, by the end of that first month, 32 pounds were gone. Then by the end of the second month, 64 pounds were gone. And in total, I lost around 130 pounds, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. I got down to around the 190 mark. Now, I'm, I'm not going to, to lie to you. Um, you can lose too much weight. Okay. I got to 190 pounds and I did not feel good right around that 200 pound mark. I started noticing that this vitality, this energy, this good feeling thing that I had going on wasn't there any longer. And I was starting to uh, fall back into the exhaustion and just being tired all the time. I'd lost too much for my body. My body was telling me, Hey dude, this is too much. So as I said here currently, I, I said here uh, this morning, having weighed 207 pounds. Um, so I lost this weight abnormally fast. Let me, let me just throw that out there. Okay. I, I recognize that, that, that 32 pounds in a month, the 64 pounds in two months, and then the overall rate at which I lost the weight is, is not necessarily the normal rate that you see. So don't, if you're, if you're contemplating, uh, doing something about your diet, uh, and you want to lose some weight, don't use that as a litmus test. Okay. Don't, don't use that as a standard. For some reason, my metabolism kicked in for the first time in about a decade and it decided to go nuts. So let me just throw that out there. But the one thing that I've, and I've, I've really been able to keep my weight relatively close. I've been able to keep it off. Uh, now I don't, you know, specifically hold to the paleo concept any longer. I try to eat as clean as I possibly can. Lean meats, seafood, fruits, vegetables, uh, no processed foods, uh, no, uh, no dairy, no grains, no wheats, no things like that. You know, sodium intake low, drink a gallon to two gallons of water a day. I, I continue to try to do that every day, but I'm not as strict uh, because it's not a diet anymore. It's just the way that I eat. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I started doing. That's what I've continued doing. And my weight has stayed relatively close to where I am now. Now there, there has been 10 to 15, um, you know, pound swings here and there. Uh, and uh, beginning of quarantine, the quarantine 15 for me turned into the quarantine 24. Uh, but got, you know, so there's, there's been this little fluctuation back and forth, but for the most part, I've been able to stay pretty steady at the weight that I'm at. The one thing that I always did during this process, um, that just became routine and something that I never pushed myself with was my exercise schedule. I've always enjoyed being in the gym. Um, I despise, absolutely despise anything cardio. If you want to talk about a treadmill, if you want to talk about running, I'm going to ask you what from. If you want to talk about rowing, I'm going to ask you why. When they make boats with, you know, you're talking about kind and canoeing. We've got engines on boats now for a reason. Technology does advance well in some areas and serves a great purpose. So I'm not much of a cardio guy, but I will tell you that I do cardio when I, you know, lift weights, I lift weights. And when I do cardio, I lift weights faster. That's my version of cardio. But the one thing that I just did from a mundane standpoint was I would go to the gym uh, just to, I mean, I enjoyed it, but looking back now, it was basically just a going to the gym thing. And then about five months ago now, something like that, maybe six, I stumbled on an advertisement from this dude, uh, this great big burly bearded muscular man, uh, Josh Holyfield. And I, 
click on it. Okay, clickbait. I'll, I'll get you. I'll open you up. I'll give you a shot here. Because, I mean, you know, I'd seen all of the, I'd taken the free exercise routines and everything off of Google and was going to put them into use. But something about this dude, I just kind of piqued my curiosity. So I clicked it open and, uh, man, something has just triggered. I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, and I say this prime of my middle age, uh, and not, not trying to feed an ego or to brag here, but I'm in the best shape of my life. Now I will, <laughs> will say this. I am working harder for it than I've ever worked in my life. I want you to go to joshholyfield.com and I want you to check out his stuff. Um, so I'm I'm endorsing him. This is a this is a non-paid advertisement for him right now. But I want you to understand that his stuff works, but as you'll hear us talk about in our interview, his stuff's not for everyone. And it's not that it's not available to everyone. It's not that everyone it doesn't work for everyone. It's not from everyone in the in the case of if you're if you're looking for the get rich quick pyramid scheme of fitness and health. This isn't it. The easy. It's not easy. You got to work at it. You got to be disciplined. You've got to put in the sweat equity for this. So we're going to I'm going to play his interview here in just a moment. Now, uh, Josh had to be uh, traveling during this interview. So it's it's over a Zoom call uh, and it very much sounds that way. He wasn't able to sit down in, at his home with his microphone to do this. Things happen, man. Trips come up. Uh, we get called out of town. Things happen. Uh, so I just ask you to bear with the technology. The content is amazing in this, and uh, I'm so glad to to have run across what's going on, uh, the 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 guidance that Josh offers, uh, and I'm also really really grateful that he was able to take some time out and uh, spend with us here on Beyond the Walls. But uh, again, just be aware of the technical issues, the sound quality. It's not always going to be great, but I promise you the content is good. And I just wanted to take what's now equating to 20-ish minutes and tell you my story. Uh, Because uh, if I can do it, you can do it. And again, it's not about this body image thing. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling good. It's about living well. It's about being healthy, body, soul, and spirit. It's about having that that life that's pushed, that's fueled by healthy things and living well. So let's, let's not hear me talk any longer in the form of just talking to you in a monologue. Let's get some dialogue going on here. So right now, let's bring in Josh. All right, and joining us now on Beyond the Walls is Josh Holyfield. Josh, glad to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time and uh, out of your schedule and, and joining us to talk. Um, what's uh, what's going on with you, man? Hey, brother, how are you? I'm uh, just doing a little bit of traveling today, and you know, taking the opportunity to sit down with you. And I'm thankful for the invite, man. I really appreciate you reaching out and wanting to uh, have me on your show. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Glad you glad you're here. We, um, you know, as the audience has heard a little bit of my backstory and kind of segued into how you have played a role in that and are currently in this present day continuing to play a role in that. Uh, like for before we kind of start talking about uh, maybe maybe your philosophies in the area that we're talking about, fitness and lifestyle and health and all of that. Give us just a little bit of a, of a backstory with you and kind of what's gotten you to where you are right now doing what you're doing. Okay. So I can give you the long or I can give you the short. Um, I'll go ahead and start with the short. All right. And kind of go from there if you want. Um, so I'm an army. I served in Iraq from 2006 to 2008. Uh, and then I got out of the military in 2010. After that, I spent uh, working as a government contractor as well as a government civilian and to be honest with you you know after 15 years working in government service you know I just wasn't in a place where I was fulfilled and I was happy mm. um, I found myself you know in a place like most fathers do like most men do where you basically live to work find yourself in a place of depression and, and, you know, lack of self-worth and missing that true sense of fulfillment and passion in your life. Right. 
Well, luckily for me, I've always kind of used fitness as an outlet to kind of overcome some of those negative. You know, I've always done as a, as a husband and a father. And, um, you know, I, I just decided one day after, you know, years and years of helping friends and family and, you know, all these folks that I wanted to start helping men like me. Mm-hmm. And so back in 2019, I started just giving away a four week gym program. And I basically said, Hey, if I, if you need help, here it is. All you need is this four week plan. And I guarantee you'll see results, whether you want to gain muscle, lose weight, I'll teach you how to eat. I'll teach you that stuff. And I think within the first three or four months, we ended up giving away like upwards of 50,000 copies of that free program, Wow, which was pretty incredible. Um, but what I found was that all of these men raised their hands and said that they were interested and that they needed the help and that they wanted it. But less than 1% of the people that downloaded the program actually used it. Mm. Right. And I was actually paying for advertising on Facebook and social media and YouTube and all that to get this free program out there to basically say, Hey, like, this is what I'm offering. This is what I do. If you like it, maybe you'll come back and buy a shirt or buy some supplements or, you know, buy another one of my plans and believe it or not, that failed. (laughs) Um, because people didn't hold value in something that they got for free. There it is. Yeah. And, you know, I found that, you know, as my business evolved and grew um, and I started charging for the plans, I really had an epiphany. This is probably about June of last year where I realized that, you know, in order for a man to really make a change, he has to put some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So in this case, money, right? Um, But, you know, the reason people struggle with, you know, the depression and all the the self-worth and the confidence and all that has, you know, a lot to do with not just their bodies, but their lifestyles, the way that they're choosing to live. And, you know, I kind of made that connection between that, that the psychological aspects of making a, a change in your lifestyle and, you know, as well as the, the outcomes that you see on the physical side of things. And I think, you know, that was kind of the genesis of the birth of my business and kind of the message that I deliver now. And once I made that connection, it really just took off, mm. you know, um, I think now we've had over a hundred thousand people use the program. And uh, we actually started taking one-on-one clients and doing, you know, one-on-one type coaching, group type coaching, mentorship. Uh, we have Facebook groups and communities where there's thousands and thousands of men. And it's really just evolved into something extremely powerful. And so that's kind of a little bit about me and how I got started. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to the story that I could share, but, you know, I could sit here and talk to you all day about that stuff. <laughs> <I got> you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, So, yeah, I think that um, one of the things you touched on there is uh, the personal investment in, you know, in what we do, not only in our fitness, not only in our diet and our lifestyle, but in all areas uh, of of who we are, Um, because there's I mean, we're we're absolutely inundated with uh, Google searches where we can find workout programs uh, aplenty, you know, just people having contests as to who can, you know, develop the best workout routines for X results. Um, with, with that being said, you, you've always, I've heard in a couple of your podcast episodes, which is make America swole again. If you guys want to check that out, there'll be a link in the show notes on this one. Uh, he's also got some YouTube content. You can go to joshholyfield.com and access all of that. But you, you talk about that, the difference between making a personal investment in something as opposed to just getting on a Google search and say, Hey, I want to bulk and Hey, here's a top five by five to add mass really quickly. And then it's just a cookie cutter copy and paste type thing. 
Uh, would would you care to speak to to that? What you've talked about a couple times on your podcast, the difference between personal investment and what you can get for free. Sure. So, you know, we kind of live in this space, man. Speaking from the perspective of a father or husband is 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 we we want to be martyrs, mm. right? Mm. And so, what does that mean? You think about as a dad, how do I show my value in society and to, you know, people and my wife and my kids is by sacrificing something, whether it be my time, whether it be my happiness, whether it be my body, whether it be et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the more sacrifice, quote, I make as a man validates my, you know, uh, the value that I'm bringing to the people that I love the most. Mm. And so. You know, a lot of times what guys will do is they'll convince themselves that they can't sacrifice the time to take care of themselves. They can't sacrifice the time to take care of their body or to enrich their minds or to learn and grow as men. And the reality is, is, is that difference between, you know, the mindset of sacrifice versus investment. You know, when you look at it as an investment, you're getting a return. Right. And so when I choose where I choose to invest my time, where I choose to invest my energy and the way that I choose to prioritize the investments that I make are going to dictate, you know, the return that I get and the people that I care about get, um, you know, through the man that I become. And so that's what I really try to, you know, hit home with these men is, is you are not sacrificing sleep. Right. You're trading time in your comfortable bed, you know, spooned up with your wife with in exchange for, you know, the only time that you as a man and father are going to get during the day to improve yourself. Right. Right. And you get that return. It's not a sacrifice. You're not just blindly giving something to the, you know, the, the, you know, the house of games and, you know, not getting anything in return. You're, you're, you feel better. You look better. You're more confident. You're happier. You have more energy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that return on investment is really what we're trying to go after in terms of the mindset and the way that people look at, you know, making these lifestyle changes. Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, with one of the things that, that you've talked about a couple times, and as we were talking before we, we started recording, um, is more of a holistic view uh, and, and an approach that you take. It's not just about the workout routines. That may be a doorway. I know it, it, it has been for me because that's been one of those things that, you know, I've worked out for years and it's always just been go in, go through the motions, do your thing, not really see anything. I'm just paying a gym you know, every month to spend a few hours there occasionally. Uh, But through your podcast, through your videos, through the Iron Forge, which there's there's a couple different levels of opportunity that you have within your business structure. And the Iron Forge is one of those is, um, you know, you're you're doing these weekly calls and these weekly podcasts uh, and and sessions with with your clients. And I, I don't know quite honestly, if I've ever viewed one or set in on one where it's been like, okay, let's talk about these Bulgarian split squats, uh, which are, are of the devil, by the way. Um, (laughs) you know, let's talk about this within the gym and in proper form, which you have those types of videos, but these calls are, are hitting on mentality. Um, you know, and they're, they're talking about, um, you know, physical well-being, mental well-being, emotional well-being, um, and, and I would just like for you to be able to, to explain to the listeners, maybe just in, in a very base foundational concept of, of hitting all of those areas instead of just being Josh Holyfield, the fitness guy, but it's the personal development guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have this video from over a year ago where I entered myself and I'm like, look, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not a personal trainer. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so that could be a little bit worrisome for some folks that are kind of new to the structure and what I offer. But, you know, the reality is, man, is, is there's guys out there who are a lot, who are a lot more intelligent, and smarter than me as a 
and less, right? The people that I deal with are at the entry point of that journey. Mm. And really what we're doing is, is we're using fitness as a vessel or a vehicle for men to rediscover or actually learn what it means to actually be accountable. Mm. Right. Mm. And so we talk about one of the things that we really, that we really stress on is integrity. Yeah. And so being a man of your word, isn't just being a man of your word to the people around you that you make commitments to, but it's also being a man of of your word to the commitments that you make yourself right Mm -hmm. and every time you tell yourself you're going to do something or every time you tell yourself you need to do something or every time and and every time you tell yourself and you create an excuse for why you shouldn't or you can't or why it's okay to skip out or postpone it or whatever you're basically destroying that confidence and integrity you have with yourself Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with the Iron Forge and kind of the podcasts and really the, you know, the mindset and the message that we're trying to deliver is, you know, to, to make it as simple as possible is how do you expect your kids or the people that you love to be able to rely on you to be the best father or husband or friend or colleague that you can be if you can't even rely on yourself to do that? Wow. Yeah, it's good. Right? Yeah. And so it's the small things. You know, you start by making your bed. Mm. Right? You start by, I'm going to eat. I'm going to make the right choices today with the foods that I eat. I'm going to make the right choices with how I prioritize my time. I'm going to make, you know, be accountable for the way that I choose to show up in the world and the space that I'm occupying and how it's impacting the people around me. Right. And being cognizant of the person that you are and understanding that, you know, when you say that this is the person that you want to be or who you want to become, what it comes down to is, you know, the sum of a multitude of small choices. And yeah, everybody screws up. You know, we have off days and, you know, we, we feel down on ourselves. And, you know, sometimes we get into that victim mindset. But, you know, what is your what is your net in terms of how consistent you are in showing up to be the man that you say you want to be? Right. And that's really the message that we're trying to hit home with these men and deliver is it starts with accountability and ownership. Hmm. And the greatest thing about fitness and why it's such an easy vehicle to use is because the iron doesn't lie. You've learned this, right? Yeah, absolutely. You show you show up to the gym and you know that barbell doesn't care whether or not you lift it. <laughs> Fact. Fact. Right? And so either you pick it up and you sweat and you pay and sweat or you walk out of there knowing you could have done more. Hmm. And your results are going to show. There's no cheating that. Yeah. Right? And so we look at it, what happens when you take that same mindset with everything else in life, your marriage, your job, your business, the relationship you have with your children, right? And if you look at it from that perspective as, you know, like I said, cumulative uh, choices that you're making to invest in those things that you say are most important to you, then it's no longer about lacking motivation. It's no longer about the excuses that, you know, you're telling yourself in your mind. It's about being accountable to the man that you say you want to be. Mm. And, and that's what we really try to accomplish through, you know, the personal development aspect of kind of what I offer. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I, you know, I'm my, my world's kind of wrapped up in a in a church bubble with, you know, pastoring a, a church here locally. And, you know, we we find ourselves a lot of time with the awareness of, you know, we, we deal a lot with the, the spiritual aspect of things. You know, we put high emphasis and value on that, the emotional, you know, the, the emotional toll that this life can take and keeping ourselves in a good emotional state. What I find in the church world that gets dropped most often is the physical, uh, you know, standpoint of, of who we are. But when you brought up that, you just spoke to that, 
you know, it, it begins for some of us uh, in that in the gym. And like you said, the, you know, the iron doesn't lie. It's either you do, or you don't. You pay it or you don't. You know, the rent's paid or it's not paid. That's just bottom line. And then when you start to branch out and start looking at that in different areas of your life of, hey, in my work, in my life, in my marriage, in my parenting, um, am, I, am I taking the same approach? Because, I mean, if we're honest, results don't lie there either. You know, it's, yep. it may not be as cut and dry, black and white as what the gym can be, uh, but, but that doesn't lie in that aspect either. And looking at the integrity standpoint um, with, with, your, with what you offer, with what you do, uh, you know, one of the things that you just posted that we talked about before we started recording was was from a Memorial Day standpoint. You know, you didn't offer any big sales, any slashing, you know, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday kind of deal, you know, um, that you just you said, I'm not going to try to take this day, which is dedicated to your brothers and sisters, in the armed forces who've, who've paid that price and given their lives for the freedoms and the rights that we uh, as Americans enjoy. And you, you took, you did a little bit of a fundraising drive that everybody kind of contributed to, had the opportunity to, to contribute to, to help the families of these, uh, the, the fallen uh, servicemen and women. And so number one, kudos on that, man. I appreciate that. That's not a, Thanks. A, that's not something that, that I know that you've asked or expected to bring up, but I definitely think that's noteworthy <laughs> and bears mentioning. Well, thank you. Um, but this is from the accountability and the integrity standpoint. One thing that I am quick to tell others when I'm talking about your programs, you, what you offer is it's going to turn out. It's not for everyone. It, it's, it's really not in a, and it's not like you're throwing out a blanket statement of saying just, uh, everybody come in and we've got something for everybody. You may have something for everyone, but not everyone's going to be willing to do what they have to do um, to take advantage of this. Um, so I, I guess the, the question, the thing that would lead me in to that would be um, this, the Facebook group and the community that you're building, this brotherhood that you're building. Uh, I would almost be intrigued to hear how you've seen some of the people in there or just that group kind of feed off of each other and, and help and what you feel like is the main trigger point for all of us with that type of setting that, that helps in this process, not only in the gym, but, but throughout their life. Sure. So, and you know, real quick before I get into that, cause you talked a little bit about, you know, this program is for people who are, you know, willing to put in the, in the work, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, and so to kind of make the connection, because I know that you are a man of God, right? The bottom line is, is, you know, just like with anything in your life, God is not, your God is not listening to your prayers of him telling, of you telling him what you don't want. Right. Right. What God is listening to are the prayers that you speak and, and the way that you behave and show up into your life. And he's giving the, you the things that you show him you want, mm. not what you say you want. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can speak those things and manifest those things into existence, but you, the, the, the ultimate way to pray and worship is by demonstrating the things that you want through your actions and how you show up in, in the world. Yeah. Living it out. Right. right? Yep. And, you know, when it comes to someone who's starting a program like this, the reason why it's not for everyone isn't because the program isn't structured or the community isn't, you know, conducive to that type of person. It's in the same way, sometimes people come at different points in, in their lives where at one point maybe they were and then later on or at one point they weren't and then later on they are now willing to accept, accept Jesus Christ into their heart. It's because you have to be willing to accept the ultimate truth and look into the mirror and actually face the, per, the man that you are hmm. and be accountable to that man yeah. and call yourself on your own BS, right? Yep. And that's kind of a segue into the question that you asked as it pertains to kind of what is it about this group mm -hmm. that's creating that space for these men 
is, you know what? Like, I know firsthand, no one is going to criticize me more heavily and more harshly than myself. Right, right. And in a world and in society, in society today, where so many people have lost themselves, they become so miserable. They choose to project their pain onto others mm. through negativity and trying to drag others down. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what I do with my communities is very, is very, very strict. Is if you're going to criticize, I encourage you to do that. But it needs be constructive mm. right we mm-hmm. will never we will never drag another brother down here this place is for you guys to hold each other accountable lift each other up you know and and raise each other towards whatever individual goal each man has and if that's not something that you can responsibly do then you'll be asked to leave right and it's very simple and what I found is, you know, the group, like I said, I think it's grown to over 3,000 members. It policed itself. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really incredible for, to me from a, you know, if you were to look at it from a social experiment perspective, people don't want to be miserable. Right. right? They right. don't want to live these lives of quiet desperation where they're constantly down and kind of sad and depressed and, you know, looking for, you know, something to project that negative energy onto what they want is they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Mm. And all you have to do is give them a platform to do that and feel safe doing it. And, uh, you know, where they can make themselves vulnerable and they'll take ownership of it. And not, not only will they take ownership of it, they'll protect it. Yeah. Yeah. As if it's their own. And so, like I said, it places itself every once, every once in a while, we'll get an a-hole in the group <laughs> and I'll tell you what, <laughs> they get, they get lit up pretty quickly. One of my admins. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very quick and they're gone, Yeah, you know? And so I think it's pretty powerful in that way because, you know, when you join my community and when you join the program, you're not just, you know, in a mobile app with a program and a plan to follow. No, like you have thousands of people that you can lean on mm-hmm. that are going to support you. Right. Yeah. And not very many people have that. Right. It's, it's, it's nice to know that in a place where a lot of men don't even believe in themselves, there are thousands out there who believe they can and they don't even know them. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I think that's the power behind all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it's an really an incredible community, uh, to be a part of and just, um, you know, kind of, uh, just sit back from time to time and, and just kind of scroll, scroll through and just see everyone, not only their journey, uh, but, them growing in relationship with one another too, because it becomes a trusted brotherhood over a span of time. It's which for most people is fairly quickly. Um, you know, and that's, it's a really neat thing to, to be able to be a part of. Um, and again, just so this is on record has being said, myself and my daughter are both, uh, you know, she's on the shred, the first season of the shred program. I am in bulking season two. Um, but yeah, yeah. This week, this week has started my six day a week, uh, instead of the four day. So, so I've I've still got a little bit of energy at this point, but we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but you know, we, we have decided that there's some type of uh, black magic and like voodoo or something, uh, that, that you've got incorporated in this, uh, this whole thing, but from a, mentality standpoint because i can't tell you how many times in the middle of a workout my my mind is just going you are done you know you just, you are absolutely spent and there's something about staring at that app on my phone and still seeing half of that and going if i were to post this in the group or if there was somebody to get wind i would get blasted uh you know and, and again <laughs> not not in a in a terrible negative way but uh but one that would definitely uh push me back into the gym to get to get it done um, and you can, we, I would in, just incredibly encourage you to go to joshholyfield.com, check it out. You can see his, the programs that he offers. Um, you can kind of get a feel for it. You can do a little bit. He's got a calculator on there to help you uh, enter in some facts about yourself, some goals that you may have, uh, and gives you some suggestions and stuff. And that's all uh, commitment free. 
Uh, you don't have to sign up for it or there's no put your credit card in and you know 30 days from now you can change your mind if you really want to but we're hoping you forget that you put your credit card information <laughs> in there um but that's all found at joshholyfield.com josh is there anything else you'd like to add before i let you go man no i really appreciate you uh you know offering me the time and space on your show um it's humbling to be you know, uh, given the opportunity to be part of so many people's journeys and have this type of impact, and, you know, for, you know, have guys like you who are, you know, obviously speaking to an audience in the way that you are with your podcast. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's, it's a humbling opportunity because, you know, the reality is, man, I'm just like any other man. You know, I, I, I'm a true believer that, you know, what one man can do, any other can. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, are you willing to speak your truth? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really the key, the difference between, you know, building a platform and an audience of people who, you know, where you can have an impact. And so to, you know, extend that reach to where now I'm able to interact and, you know, kind of touch your audience um, uh, I'm very thankful for that. So thank you so much. For awesome. that. Most welcome. Hope, uh, hope we can have you back again at some point. Would love to, uh, to sit down with you again and do this and, uh, keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're really, you're really helping, helping us out. I know for me personally, I can say that, uh, as I, as I like to say, I'm in the prime of my middle age right now, uh, in, yeah. in the, physically in the best shape of my life. And it's a lot to do with these programs and the approach and stuff. So, Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Talk soon. All right. Stay safe.